It's now time for Race Chat Live with Chris Creighton and Craig Moore. All right, good evening, Race Chat Live fans. This is Craig Moore coming to you from uh, a little bit chilly, Gloversville, New York. Uh, in the studio with me is my good buddy, Mr. Taz Taylor. And uh, listening in is our buddy, Chris Creighton. He is out uh, taking care of some business, taking care of us with some honest diamond stuff. Taz, are you there? Yeah, you got me loud and clear. All right, buddy. So uh, we got some exciting news. We're, we'll kick it off real quick. The uh, Speed Showcase 200 is uh, taking place, and you just said that uh, Gloversville's own, the Flying Squirrel's offspring, Tanner, qualified for the big show. Um, um, give actually, us an update on actually, that. Actually, it's the Dirt Car Oktoberfest uh, Speed Showcase 200 next week. It actually starts on that whole entire weekend uh, event starts on Thursday, which unfortunately we have a show on Thursday. So if we get to talking about the Speed Showcase 200, I believe tonight would be the night to do it. Absolutely. And if we have to, we can figure out a way to do it Wednesday and then uh, replay the show Thursday. Um, so that way you can watch that. I know you'll be watching that, and maybe uh, maybe we'll figure out a way to do it. But Tanner has qualified for that, you said, for October Fast. You said there was 100 sportsmen that showed up, 32 were getting at, into the show. At, yes, at Fulton Speedway, there's over 100 sportsmen, only three qualified from the heat races, and Tanner finished third in his heat to, to get in the show. That is amazing. That kid is going to be. Uh, that kid is going to be. And um, he had, and he had one heck of a turnaround two nights ago at Malta. He did not qualify at Malta for the sportsman feature of Oktoberfest, and here he is. He qualified through, um, being one of thirty-two out of the hundred attempting to qualify. That is awesome. That is awesome. So we just got some huge news out of uh, NASCAR. Uh, Chris shared it in our race thread. Clint Boyer is going to step out of the out of the uh, Stuart Haas Racing 14, and he's going to go into the broadcast booth. Just what we need: another racer, another driver in the broadcast booth. Um, I don't know how I feel about another driver in the broadcast booth, but it'll be nice to have somebody with some uh, predominant recent experience in a broadcast booth. Unlike we got on, uh, we got now at Jeff he, Gordon. Yeah, he. But, uh, Clint Boyer Boy is going to know more of obviously t- today's technology and today's package, and um, but he. Well, one thing I can say in terms of Clint Boyer versus any other um, commentator since DW has left, um, I'm not going to take hits at like Jeff Burton or. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., but Clint Boyer just brings that certain flavor that li- that livens up the commentary, um, no matter what race he's calling. Oh, absolutely, and it'll it'll be nice to have a fresh perspective. So uh, this week we got the Robo coming up. I I like that. I'm still uh, I'm still on the fence about six road course races as we talked last week, but. Uh, Thank you, buddy. Uh, what was your takeaway? For, and Chris, anytime you want to chime in, 
just chime in. I've unmuted you. Um, let's talk about the race last weekend. Tell, wasn't a bad race until the very end. Um, there are some iffy, questionable calls, um, which I wouldn't. Which I'm glad I'm not a NASCAR official to be making those calls because some of those were tough to make, um, and obviously there are ones that were obviously oblivious. Um, the tough calls. The Denny Hamlin one, I'm still 50-54, to be honest. I can see it one way, but at the same time, I see it the other way. So, to me, it's hard to really actually tell. Um, I would probably lean more towards he should have been penalized, shouldn't have gotten the win. Um, And no, that's not in favor of saying, oh, I wanted Dibby to win it. Well, Dibby was kind of in a wrong, too, but um, I, he, he, he was kind of in a wrong, but I would say Dibby was more leaning. I wouldn't have penalized Dibby so much as NASCAR was looking for versus Hamlin, but um, that's just my perspective. I know everyone has different views and uh, whatnot, but that's just my perspective. Now you're talking about Debbie Matt D. Benedetto. He is going to be staying in the 21 this year, uh, or for next season, until 22, and then Cindric apparently is going to get the nod for that car. Um, that's what I read online earlier this week. I think it's great for for Dibby. I think that he needs consistency. And I said that in our in our chat earlier today. Um, I think that he, the one thing he's lacked in his career on a, on a top tier level, on a top tier team, is consistency. And I think that he'll get that driving for Wood Brothers at least for another year. Maybe, maybe Penske will figure out where he's going what they're going to do with him after that uh, because of the alliance they have. You know, maybe, maybe Kozlowski retires and Matty B goes in the two. Uh, um, I'm not I'm not trying to start any silly season 22 rumors yet, but that could be a possibility. Uh, the other thing is that Bowman is tapped to drive the 48 in 21, which is – Leaves the 88 open for uh, Larson. If if they were to go that route, I know you had said earlier today that you're thinking that he would be a good fit. Larson would be a good fit at Tony Stewart Racing or Stewart Haas Racing, I should say, uh, because that would allow him to still race dirt. And uh, because we all know Tony's love for dirt racing. That would allow him to still race dirt and be competitive on dirt and and be in a competitive cup car. But all all signs, if he is reinstated by NASCAR, which I really think he will be, um, I think that uh, he'll end up going to the 88 at Hendrick Motorsports. So that's just my uh, that's that's my call. But it won't be obviously in the 48 like uh, Mr. Creighton had thought. 
all along. I'm I'm thinking um the reason why we've had all this build up um is because they wanted to see how Bowman did in terms of the playoffs. Obviously he's in round two if I'm not mistaken. Unless I'm way out of unless I confused him and Byron. Um somehow. But I think they're waiting to see on Bowman's performance in terms of the playoffs and I think um where he goes in terms of the playoffs will also determine the decision of the replacement of the eighty eight. Um if they do go the Larson route, the question's going to be when is NASCAR going to reinstate so Hendrick can announce it? Right. If that's that's if Larson gets goes to Hendrick, but like like we both said, it we're seeing more fingers pointing Larson to Hendrick, but of course nothing's been announced or really a or really leans to like an eighty percent positive rate. No, nothing's been nothing set in stone yet, but we'll have to uh we'll have to see what we'll have to see what happens. I'm looking for the uh latest silly season updates just so that we can talk about that for a little while. Chris just said Mr. Hendrick has his driver. Um, let's see what uh Matt Benedetto, we said Austin Cedric, he's going to drive the number two, 22 Penske Ford in the Xfinity Series. Suarez is going to drive the number 96. Uh, well, that's his current ride. He'll be driving Suarez apparently is, the, Suarez, the 99. Suarez, yep. And that team Four actually, um, that team is um, called Trackhouse Race Team. Um, I believe that is done by Justin Marks. Correct. Um, single car, single car team under Chevy. So Suarez will actually have driven for um, all three manufacturers in the Cup Series in a matter of three or four years. Um, and that team is under alliance with RCR, believe it or not. Oh. I'm just reading over the silly season updates here on NASCAR.com. Uh, I find it funny that Richard Petty Motorsports has yet to announce a driver. If they have, I haven't seen any. I'm wondering if um, if they're trying to find a find a driver with sponsorship behind them. That could be. Because I know that they were. Very- I know they were. They were struggling until Almirola came in. That brought in Smithfield. Then Almirola left with Smithfield. That left the hole. And then Bubba came in. Yeah, he had U.S. Air Force and probably a couple others. Um, but I believe um, now with the spotlight being on Bubba with how things have been going this year, um, he's gotten a lot of sponsorship to come in. So and now that Bubba's going to uh, Denny Hamlin, and 
uh, Michael Jordan, that team. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a ton of sponsorship there, um, not only from what Bubba can bring in, but um, sure, I'm sure Denny could probably bring in himself, and I can only imagine with Michael Jordan in his direction, um, in his world. Um, so that so it's probably Patty's got like, well, I got some sponsorship, but probably not enough to put a full-time driver in. Maybe he does, but I don't know. There's a lot of questions on that team. Yeah, we'll have to see how that plays out for uh, 2021 and beyond. I'm, I'm, I'm still wondering, you know, who the sponsors are going to be for Bubba and, and Denny Hamlin, if Hamlin is going to, in fact, drive for his own team or if he's going to do what uh, they've done in the past. So I'm I'm thinking it's either they're waiting for sponsorship or they the sponsorship from a driver see if they have plenty of backing to help Petty out with what he currently has um, on his own or if they have a driver but don't want to hint anything just yet. I'm thinking Ty Dillon would be the special nod if. Petty still is still aligned with RCR because I can't see I can't really see Ty Dillon leaving anywhere that has an RCR attachment. Or well, no, but that might be perfect. But that but that might be good for his career. Um, you know, to get away from Pappy. That might be good for his uh his racing career. To get away from get out, get out from under Grandpa's uh, thumbprint, if you will, and uh, and forge his own and forge his own uh, path, if you will. Sorry, my monitor was going off for my machine. Yeah, you can make so, but uh. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, I think I could see it that way. Now that you mention it, um, I mean we've saw we we have seen what Ty Dillon can do in the 13 car. Um, is it a top tier ride? By far, no. Mid pack at best. Um, but there has been certain tracks where Ty Dillon has shined in that 13 car for a mid-pack uh, racing machine. So, I I mean, if Ty Dillon were to go from uh, Germain to RPM, he's really not gaining, let alone losing. Um, but I would, I just would rather see him try to be a little bit get into a little bit more competitive ride and I believe he would have to leave RCR as a matter of fact because RCR as well as they're doing in terms of trying to reshape themselves to what they used to be they're not quite there yet and I think there's still a lot of steps to go I think with RCR when they signed Reddick for this year 
Um, it seems like RCR now has that little boost, and Austin Dillon now has um, a young, younger, hungry driver that wants to go and compete for some. Yeah, it'll it'll definitely be interesting to see. You know, Cobb, before I forget, coming up at the bottom of the hour, uh, you already know this, but for people listening that may not, Luke Rakowski of Rakowski Family Racing is going to join us, and he's going to talk about Heavy Tire Predator Season Version 1 um, and talk about the season as it stacked out, played out for this year with him being the uh, promoter of it or, or what have you, and talk about his goals and, and such for for next year. So this should definitely be a uh, a good half hour coming up at 8.30 with, with Luke. We're going to spend a little bit of time with him. He did announce that he is looking for some help uh, during the off-season, getting uh, some stuff prepared. And... Uh, Huh. Chris just said that um, Dylan possibly to the 43. And RCR and Hendrick obviously have a combined engine shot for development of the 2022 engine. So it'll be definitely interesting to see, and as I, I firmly believe that uh, it will be a good thing for Ty to get away from Grandpa's thumb, get from out from under Grandpa's thumb, if you will. Um, I think that might help his career. People say, yeah, it could hurt it. I say it might help it. It might help it big time. So, yeah, because, like I said, Jermaine in ties with RCR, um, mid-pack team. If Ty Dillon goes to the 43, which a lot of people are going to be expecting, um, like I said, he's not gaining – but he's not really losing anything, so he's kind of staying the same. Um, so unless a bigger ride shows and Ty Dillon keeps on outperforming his equipment, um, I just don't see much of anything. And I did forget, as Chris just said, Eric Jones, um, a lot of speculation with him going to the 48, but now the question is going to be, where does he go? Does he take the 88 in Hendrick like some people expected, or is Jones going a different path? Uh, we'll have to see. Maybe Eric Jones will land at the uh, 88. One, uh, you know, it's it's. I want to say it's early still in silly season, but it's not. We've only got six or seven races to go before the end of the season. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see how this all pans and, out. And we still have a Ganassi car that's empty too. Yeah, I think we're going to I think we'll see that Ganassi car filled for here pretty soon. And I think we're going to see it filled with uh where is the driver that I said would pick that would get that. Uh, give me one second. While I'm trying to figure out where I just seen that. And it makes it huh? makes somewhat sense. Get out of here. I'm doing my show. Chris, oh, how are you, buddy? Chastain was to the forty two, that's right. I forgot about that. Correct. Correct. Chastain to the forty two. I don't know. I 
had a brain fart moment. Yes. Well, it's an age thing. It's that beard that's getting in the way. <laughs> the beard's not big enough yet. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> I'm keeping so, my uh, mouth shut. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, this is a family <laughs> show. Here's We were talking about Suarez earlier, and he's going to this new ride. And... uh I don't know what needs to be done for Suarez to make him more competitive. Hopefully, this new ride will do it. Uh, he needs some. I don't know what he's lacking. Um, whether it's talent, which could be, or uh, just lack of an owner that believes in him, and maybe he'll have it with uh, with a new owner, but. Yeah, they're called, it's funny. The article written by Terry Wack, Wayak, maybe for NASCAR.com, they call Suarez a uh, veteran, and he is, and he'll drive for a new cup team in 2021. It's his fourth organization in four years. I mean, you know, I don't know what he needs to, 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 to be consistent, but holy shit, four teams in four years, that's, you know, He's lasting 30, 38 weeks per team. That's that doesn't good do bode good for vacation time and PTO time. I want to say talent's missing. Well, I don't know if it's really talent or experience. Not sure which one because if you think about it, that same nineteen ride that Suarez was in. The year before he was in that was Carl Edwards. And Carl Edwards was putting that car in the victory lane and eventually uh, competing for championships. Put Suarez in the ride and doesn't really do much of anything. Um, he leaves the 19. Truex comes in. Truex is putting the 19 into victory lane and um, putting it into the playoffs and I believe at least one championship four appearance or at least close to it. Um, it, so it's, and some people did say that Gibbs is, um, kind of really, really, yeah. And I don't think that would be it because, Suarez was already with Gibbs in Xfinity before he came up the cup. I honestly think, um, I just think it might have been experienced. Maybe if Suarez stayed an extra year or two in Xfinity, um, he would be more cup ready. I, I, that's my that's my take on it, but it could also be talent. Because if you look at the 41 car, Kurt Busch was in that ride before Suarez was in. Kurt Busch was putting the 41 into the playoffs. Not not in convincing fashion, but he was putting it in there. Suarez doesn't really do much of anything with the 41. And here's Custer. Yeah, you could give Custer leeway his rookie year in Cup, getting used to everything. But at least Custer did get a win in the in that same 41 car. 
But so it so it could be talent, but I think it could also be experience, being that he was rushed. Well, yeah, when you rush people, when you rush people, that's when you rush them up to the big leagues. That's not necessarily a good thing. And I think that NASCAR does that quite a bit. The NASCAR team owners do that quite a bit. They, oh, this guy's been phenomenal, or this person's been phenomenal in the Xfinity series or in the truck series. And then they bring them up to cup, and then they fall flat on their face, or they hit bunches, they hit walls, or, you know, they wreck million-dollar race cars. Because they're not ready for that big leap into uh, into the great abyss known as NASCAR, and that they're really doing they're really doing a disservice to themselves, team owner, by uh, by doing that. Waiting to see if uh, when Luke calls in, so we can get him in the studio. I know he's got to get up early. Well, heading into the Rollsville kind of quick. Um, thanks to Chris, we have the standings going into it. Um, Hamlin and Kurt Busch are locked in to the next round with their wins. Uh, Hamlin was from Talladega. Um, controversial win, I'll say. Kurt Busch won his from Las Vegas. Which, as I predicted, Kurt Busch in Las Vegas, that that was basically his make-or-break race for him for this round. Um, he's performed well in terms of road courses, which the Rosal seems well for him. Um, and he's in Kurt Busch. We've all seen him run well at plate tracks like Talladega and Daytona. But Las Vegas just didn't suit him well. And if he didn't get the finish he needed for Talladega, then he or finish he needed for Las Vegas, it was going to be a long hill to climb. And luckily, he got the win. But uh, those two are in. Harvick, I could basically, you could basically say he's locked in on points, I would say. Um, he sits third, 68 ahead. Uh, Chase Elliott, fourth, 44 ahead, which I, I'm going to predict Chase Elliott will be the winner of the Roval this week. I'll say I right was here. going to say the same thing. <laughs> um, Keselowski sits fifth, 41 points ahead. Um, I believe some stage points for Elliott and Keselowski will probably lock them in, in during the course of the race. Um, Truex sits 32 ahead in sixth, Bowman in seventh with 22 ahead, and Logano sits in eighth and the last playoff 21 ahead. And then underneath that cutoff line is Austin Dillon and Kyle Busch tied, both 21 points behind Logano. Boyer's 11th with 38. And then Almarola is behind with 48. Um, basically, Almarola, um, he's basically in a must win. Um, Boyer has a very large chance, but I wouldn't consider him unless he's actually a threat to win. Austin Dillon and Kyle Busch, they have some obstacles to go through. I wouldn't rule them out, but I wouldn't rule them into the next round just yet. 
No, they they definitely got a uh, they definitely got a hill to climb. All right, Chris just gives us our final four. This is his early pick: Harvick, Hamlin, Bowman, and Kozlowski. That's uh, yeah. that's a pretty ballsy move to put Bowman in the final four, but. That's what I'm uh, saying. But my championship four, I actually am with him for three of those drivers. The fourth one I have um, does come from Hendrick, but it's not Bowman. I'm going to say Chase Elliott. Well, I will give you my. Uh, I will give you my final four uh, later. In the show, I'm not going to give it right now. I'll give you my final four before we go off the air. It's my early final four. We'll have to see how it uh, plays plays out. Chris says that Chase Elliott's going to be a super choker. Well, uh, the tracks fit him. The tracks fit him. Um, In terms, I believe round of eight, he doesn't get the luck that he had last year. In the round of eight, um, the track kind of fit, kind of play into his favor. Um, Martinsville being one of them, he's always a front runner. Unfortunately, the year him and Hamlin got into it, um, I think we would have saw Chase Elliott's first ever cup win there, but things happen. It's short track racing. Um, and I'm trying to think the other two tracks off the top of my head that kind of play into his favor a little bit. Um, Got it right here. Kansas, he's all right. Um, And Texas. Where's other two? Um, He's not terrible, but he's not great. Um, But in terms of some of the drivers that he will be up against, or could be up against. I think Elliott could survive through the round of four, or survive to the cha- going to the championship four. And all, Lee says she doesn't see Truex or Chase making it. Uh, Miss Lee says that she doesn't see that. I know we have Luke in the studio, uh, so I'm going to put him through and uh, get him on here. Good evening, Luke. How are you, my friend? What is going on, Craig? You know, we're just uh, we're just talking about who we think is going to make it into the final four. Well, Craig hasn't given his predictions yet, but um, I want to thank you for joining us last minute. Uh, it was a it was a last minute idea I had. So your first season is heavy tire predator um, spearhead. Is in the books. It is. What What have you learned from 2020 that you will take forward in 2021 and change, good, bad, or indifferent? Um, well, before I get into that, I need to I need to give some big time shout outs. Um, first of all, I really like to thank uh, Tom Varon owner and promoter at Kroger Creek Race Park. 
for giving us a shot with this wild idea that I, I brought him after our original um, plans of what we're, where we're going to run kind of fell through with all the craziness going on. And um, I can't thank him enough for giving the, the idea and the class a shot and supporting us. And uh, um, so, so I, I really like to thank Tom and I'd really like to thank the racers who invested into the class and, uh, and put on a, a heck of a show every week. I, uh, I, I always say that, you know, I, I may steer the ship, but those guys put the work in to make the ship go. And, um, you know, the, the interest that was gained over the course of the year in the class and, and, uh, the just, um, has to do with the racers and their efforts and, and what they did every week. So big thanks to Tom, big thanks to the people who, who got involved and, and believed in the idea. And, uh, and so we had a successful, uh, actually it was more successful and than, than I had anticipated. So, um, so as far as to answer your question, what have I learned? Um, I have learned to kind of slow it down a little bit. I think, um, keep, keep it simple. If you have a, if you have something that's, that's working, um, don't be in a big rush to change it and, uh, talk, talk to your racers, you know, everyone in the class every week, you know, how, how was it good, bad, and um, just keep your keep your finger on the pulse of of what you're trying to do, and then um, you know if you got to make changes accordingly, then then make them. So I would say that what I've two things I've learned is to keep it simple and to really really keep your finger on the pulse of what you're doing. All right, and uh, yeah, I mean I, I got a chance to go up to the track once this year for a race, and that was about a month ago. And just watching those guys, those guys and hey, gals. Craig. Yes, sir. Um, I don't mean to interrupt you, but uh, do you mind if we get a Tom Barron uh, guest and get his opinion from a bigger track promoter perspective? Absolutely not. If you can get if he's on the line, let's bring him in. All right, Tom, if you're listening, you can go ahead and call, buddy. <laughs> go All right, ahead, I don't know who you're doing. Um, no, absolutely. I was up there for the one for one weekend right before I had surgery, and uh, it was it was a great little event. And uh, I think it'll be a lot better next year now that you know what you know now that you know what you've got to do. And like you said, you you're gonna take what's the word I'm looking for? I have no idea. Uh, yeah, I I'm never at a loss for words. Um, you're going to take what you learn and apply it maybe not as quick but take things under advisement I think that's what I was going for until uh, Cass threw me off but that's alright because at my age that happens <laughs> you know um Oh, that's what I wanted to ask you, Luke. You got power? I do. I do. We um we we lost power for a little bit yesterday, but the big thing was um we had two of those big trees and, and you know this and for the 
the people that don't, there's out behind the garage, there's a big line of massive spruce trees. And two of them fell down yesterday, and thank the Lord, they didn't hit anything. That's awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, not awesome, not awesome that they fell down, but awesome that when they fell, they didn't hit anything and do any damage. Yeah. So, yep. I mean, that's, that's a great thing. So I guess the old adage is if a tree falls in the woods and nobody is around, is a, is a woman still to blame? And absolutely. <laughs> oh, my goodness, Craig, you're killing me. Well, on that note, you guys need to check out the Morty Music page. I posted something funny up there a couple hours ago. Actually, I thought it was hilarious. Lily, on the other hand, did not. But I did. And that's that's why I posted it. Um, a woman said she wanted to go down the aisle, so her boyfriend sent her down to the grocery aisle. Sent her down the grocery aisle. <laughs> so what? And you notice anyway. you notice Taz, you notice Taz is not chiming in on this. Um, He's just dead that's, that's because that's because you know. Uh, I'm, it's best to. I always tell a couple of my coworkers, less is more, and I'm just keeping my mouth shut. And Luke should know by now. Um, in terms of how some of these conversations go, where where uh, the direction's gonna go? That's all. It's that's <laughs> that's the furthest it's gonna go, because I like where I sleep. <laughs> um, so, what are your plans for? 2021, as far as HTP is uh, is concerned, obviously, if we get back to hey, racing can, with fans, can you just can you just shout out the call in number because Tom Tom's texting me and said he wants to get in on the conversation. So just get, shout out the call in number. Absolutely. Um, I don't know who. The last four of six one two seven was, but uh, oh, he, he he says he's in the host queue right now. Okay, what number is he? What's his last four? Um, um, hold on, I'm six one two seven. All right, there he is. I got right. him. I'll get him on. Board. I am, Mister Varon. Are you there, my friend? I am here. All What's right, up, buddy? How are you? I'm just going to be good. Listen, I, I just got to say. The Scooby Mystery Games here. Yes. <laughs> so and, uh, what, is new and ex- what is new and exciting in Mr. Varen's world? Just, uh, you know, just, I, I'm enjoying a little vacation here, Jason, now that Krogh has finished its uh, season. Uh, I'm taking a much-needed break. So... Absolutely, well, top, and, I, and I want to commend you on. Yes, I want to commend you on a on a heck of a season. Um, yeah, we got uh, we got nearly a full season in between our double headers and our uh, you know our double features. We got nearly a full season in, and only half you know one quarter of a season. Uh, not and that's not credit to me. That's I mean I I raced the heck out of my competitors. Everybody stepped up, did exactly what they were supposed to do in order for us to get this done. We had uh, we had some inspections. We passed them with flying colors. Uh, my 
uh, my EMTs were top notch with the with all the testing and and everything. And uh, you know, we just we you know, for our first year we did a. I think that my staff did a really good job. It really wasn't me; it was my staff. I just put the right people in the right spots and let them do what they do best, which was be awesome. So. Well, I'm a firm believer in aces in their places. And, uh, you know, when you, when you have a good staff, everything seems to, everything seems to roll consistently the way it should be done. Now, while we got you on the phone, and again, uh, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to Race Chat Live. Um, this is kind of an impromptu roundtable on local dirt racing here, 518, and talking to uh, Luke Krakowski, the uh, heavy tire predator promoter and then the track owner and uh, promoter extraordinaire from Paroga Creek Raceway, Mr. Tom Varon. Yep. I, and uh, you know what the the big thing here is, is Luke recognized something with the HTP class. He saw that there were guys that wanted to get into racing, whether it be, you know, he, it's kind of a hybrid. The HTP is kind of a hybrid between karting and, and mowers. Um, he considers it right. more like mowers. I consider it more like karting, but it's a nice hybrid between the two. And we're taking these guys out of the backyard and we're giving them a reason to come to a nice, nicely groomed track and competing and having a good time. You know, it's, that's exactly what the, the sport needed. It's, it needed a good time again. And Luke was able to bring that with his class. So yes, that's he was. my take on and, the class. I think I think it was phenomenally done, and um, you know, like I said, I only got a chance to get up there once with with my health issues. I only got a chance to get up there once, and and the day I was there, it was excruciatingly hot, and I didn't get a chance to meet up with you. And I wasn't going to bother you because I knew you were extremely busy there, Tom. And uh, but well, that's never a problem. You should always track me down. <laughs> kudos to I you always have time. Say, Kudos to you and your staff for, uh, you know, a heck of an event. And we will get that match race in next year. Yeah, we will. The other thing I'd like we to will. say is I, I use that HTP class a lot. And it was a very versatile class. And, and Luke dealt with me a little bit because he knew I was using the track for tra- the class for track prep. He got a little bit hotter on the collar at me because I changed things mid, mid-show. How was I supposed to know? Well, well, I'm sorry, but I'm using you to groom the track, so. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you know, we yeah. have, well, we, then we, we, we came to an understanding, and it, uh, it, uh, it required some flexibility on my part, and then once we hashed it out, and you know, I was like, ah, that makes sense, and, and, you know, after, that was, you know, early in the, early, early on, and then after that, it was, um, it was, it was really smooth, it was, everything went really great, I, I really, um, I just, I, like I said, I can't say. I think, uh, I think Tom is. Um, I mean, if you, if you, if you're karting or you got a slingshot or something, or you want to get an HTP and you, and, and you want to race. I mean, if, if you, you gotta, you gotta go to Caroga next year because what they've, what they've done this year is there's such a solid foundation. Everyone learned a ton. I know, I know Tom learned a ton. His, his staff. You, know, you can always learn something, and they they have such a solid foundation moving into next year. It's and they, you know, the the counts and everything was was really 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 good, all things considered. And I just I just think it's only going to get better. 
So if you if you race carts in the five one eight or the slingshot or something, you you, you got to go. Or, you you, you not, have to. Not even just that, Luke. Uh, it's there are, and this is something that a lot of people don't know. Uh, Doug Grimaldi's talked to me about it. Um, you know, uh, some of the cart manufacturers have talked to me about it because I'm on the phone with these guys, and uh, it, all across the United States of America, people just want to go race and they want to enjoy themselves. They've got a bitter taste in their mouths from some of the other sports that are around. Uh, you know, they just, whatever your political or, or ideologies are or whatnot, some people are left with this idea that they're just not going to support um, what's been going on on a national level. So what are they doing? They're running out and they're buying something to run around their backyard. There's a lot of backyard cart tracks that have just popped up all over the place. Mm-hmm. The HTP mm-hmm. is the right place to do that. I mean, there's I could I could name off at least eight between um, where I live in, in Utica. There's eight cart tracks that are just in somebody's backyard. A bunch of people yep. getting together, having a good time. So um, HTP is the right class for that, and I welcome it. I mean, we do a reduced price for uh, entry fees and. Uh, you know, we race for Oreo cookies, for goodness sakes. So if you're just looking for a good time, that's where to do it. Listen, next oh, yeah. year I'll yeah. put up, next year I'm going to put up triple stuff for you. Uh, triple stuff. Mega stuff. Mega stuff. Mega stuff. But here's the deal. But here's the deal. The winner's got to eat them all with a gallon of milk and not get sick afterward. There you go. You know, well, there goes, you there know. goes Aaron's chances. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Aaron. Yeah, Aaron can't Aaron, Aaron has to drink a gallon of milk before he goes out there just to make weight, for goodness sakes. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, we do this thing. It's called a, a double stuff high side flyers race. Uh, and when we did that the first time, oh my, that was such a blast. And you know what it did? It gave us two lane races for the competition carts. We had people yeah, going three wide for the lead. Late in the race with carding. It was a great idea. You never see that. It was a great idea. Well, you know, and that's what it is. You've got to come up with things that make it interesting, not only for the spectators, but for the racers. I mean, the same thing over and over gets to be mundane. And you, you add variables to it, and it makes it interesting. It makes people try things they wouldn't necessarily try. Well, well, you know, I got a, a 30-foot-wide track. You know how much room they generally take when they're karting? They take a cart width up because karting has been a freight train type of racing for ever since I've gotten into it. Well, there's absolutely no freight train racing going on at Caroga, and I credit the HTP class for a lot of that as well as the slingshots because they lay a lot of rubber down on that track and they did multiple grooves for every all the other classes to run in. Mm-hmm. So. So what are, um, and I may have asked this already, but I don't know if we got an answer. And if I did, I apologize. If we got an answer, well, we'll just reiterate it. What are your plans for 2021, Mr. Varon, as far as uh, tentative? And I know we just got done with the season, and you're probably thinking, Craig, I need a vacation. (laughs) Well, well, I'm already thinking 2021. 
I, I'm, I, I don't think it's just me that needs a vacation. I mean, I raced the heck out of my families that were, have been supporting me. I think they're ready for a vacation too. But um, I'm not in any huge rush um, like the other tracks are to get out there in April or early May. Uh, I think that the ground hasn't settled up enough. I think that the quality of racing doesn't really, the, the quality of racing that the track can offer can only happen in late May, early uh, June. So I think that our tentative opening date will be very late May, early June. And it's the same thing with the WCRS and the Nepro series and the little secret series that I, I may have coming up here soon, too. So A secret series. I like the sound of that. Yeah, it's uh, it's in the works. We'll, we'll find out if it works out. You know, I, I, I mean, a lot of people are already aware uh, that I have uh, introduced a new manufacturer into the Northeast, um, and uh, picked up where um, we, we needed uh, a manufacturer to pick up as far as our tire game goes. Uh, that that's not a slam on any other tire company, but the demand for product in the Northeast had ra- risen so greatly that um, another I had to introduce another tire. And I think it works out very well with the other tire that I have. So um, Caroga Creek, Nepro, and um, WCRS are now a dual tire series. And if, if you want me to say the tires, I will. Uh, I don't want to. You know, that, that's up to you. It's your program. Um, you can listen. But, it's your cat. If you want to let it out of the bag, you go right ahead. It, they'll have heard it uh, here well, first. You know, we have the Burris tire, which is a very quality quality tire, and it's a proven quality tire. Um, and and I I love running with my Burris tires, and so we're going to remain a Burris track and Burris series. But I have brought in Cobra Racing tires to this year to. Um, to, to make up for some of the product shortage that we had. And it's not, and I, and I did, I did that with the decision that it would have to remain there for 2021 um, as well, because people are going to buy the product. They can't just run it for this year. They got to be able to use it up for next year too. So they, Cobra is going to stay with uh, uh, Kroger Creek race park, Nepro and WCRS as well as Burris. So it's a two tire series. I am not going to open. I'm not going to do an open tire rule where anybody, any tires available, just those two tires. And Cobra has uh, talked to me about possibly bringing a uh, a Northeast tour up here, and uh, they've asked me to start laying the groundwork to uh, maybe head that up. That's awesome. That is that is awesome. And uh, I like to hear, I like to hear new and exciting things. I know that I want to be a part of uh, more things at Kuroga next year and uh, be able to come out and support it more and do more with you and, and Luke and the HTP and whatever I can do to help you guys. Uh, I will do, I will do my best. So when you know a, an opening date for sure, I will pencil it in. And uh, I'll put it in pen. I'll put it in ink. Put it in my schedule, and uh, I'll make sure that uh, we get as many people out there to support your track as humanly possible. Now, with that being said, I'm sure your wife is enjoying this vacation. So, what are you doing? What do you have planned for your off season? Personally, I think that. 
personally well, planned. Well, I think not, that we're, not what we, she, not what you have personally planned, but what the wife has planned. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> the wife um, basically told me to uh, sit back, relax. Uh, you know, I got some back issues going on that have kind of, yeah, I, I overworked myself this year, overstressed myself, and my back is, my back is probably at twenty percent. Um, which driving truck doesn't help me out with that at all. So basically, she's just told me for the next month that, that I'm not allowed to to do anything, um, because I got to be healthy in order in order for me to supply for the family and keep driving truck and and run the trucking company and run the service company and 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 all the other companies that I run. Um, I have to be healthy, and right now that's what we're looking at and. Uh, I have to be, you know, she's right. I did run myself into the ground this year, just trying to keep up with my own expectations. It's not what I did for anybody else. I, I ran myself into the ground to, to keep up with my own goals um, and my own, what I viewed as my obligations. And I, if you know me at all, you know that I, I don't really have a quit button. So um, that's an understatement. That, yeah, yeah. So, that's true. Um, yeah, well, so I don't know I, anybody I, I, that owns their own business. Excuse me, I don't know anybody that owns their own business um, that has a quit button, and or that promotes it, their, <laughs> you know, there's there's no uh, there's no quit involved. You know, you got to keep yep. pushing, and and I, I've learned that I, I've learned what you're learning that sometimes you just got to sit back and take care of you because if you don't take care of you, somebody's going to take care of it for you. They're going to make you sit back and take notice. Well, which is scary. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when other people say you can't do that, I consider it a challenge. When my wife says, Oh yeah, when I'm told I can't do something and you're breaking up, but when you're told when I'm told I can't do something, that's motivation for me to say, "Oh yeah, watch this." <laughs> yes, that's me to a T. <laughs> and that's usually where I get in trouble. Is, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, I, I real quick we're getting off the, the racing topic, but a few weeks ago I had, as if you follow me on Facebook, you know that I had 30% of my left lung taken, and. Twelve days later, I was doing a. I was DJing a wedding, and why? Because it needed to get done, and it. You know, yep. That's just the way that it. That's just the way that it was. And then I went back into the hospital this past Friday, and got out yesterday, and they did some cleanup work and some drainage work and and things like that. But I'm already like planning for 2021, and the remainder of what I can do for 2020, which obviously isn't much because we just got hit with, if we do anything that involves dancing, it's a $15,000 fine. Well, I don't have that kind of money <laughs> laying around. Uh, right. But it's, you know, but. it is what it is. And, but I'll prepare for 2021 and I've, I've got, you know, you've, you've got to, when you're, when you're a business owner, you got to keep pushing forward. But I have learned this year that it's important to sit back and take care of yourself. 
Yep. And uh, so, as far as as far as taking care of myself, listening to my wife is probably the healthiest thing I could do because if I don't listen to her, it's not good for my health. And I don't like a damn so. Yeah, well, we got to listen to our significant <laughs> others because, uh, you know, we Chris and I were famous for saying this all the time, and I know Chris is listening. Um, you know, our, our significant others let us do this show, and, and Kaz is the same way. You know, we, we're we're they're gracious enough to give us the uh, the opportunity to allow us to do this each and every week. So when they say it's time to take a break and take care of things, that old saying, "If Mama ain't happy, your life is miserable." Yeah, well, I kind of want to uh, I kind of want to keep Mama happy because I don't want my life to be miserable. Yep. So keeping my mama happy, we're going to go to Orlando in the off season once again this year. My first vacation ever was last year, and uh, I had never ever taken a vacation in my life before, in my adult life, I should say. And I, while I was down in Orlando, uh, I realized, wow, this is actually, uh, wow, well, how come I never did this before? So now I'm a, a dedicated vacationer. Come come January time. I take my wife down there, and we're going to enjoy ourselves. Uh, I don't fly, so we're going to have to take the train. I've never been on a train, but I won't. Um, we're going to take the train down there. So that's what I'm doing in the off-season to prepare for the on-season, resting myself and pampering myself, and that's that's that. That's, that's awesome. I know uh, I went down to Florida in July or in February, and it was I in, thoroughly enjoyed myself the week I was there. I enjoyed it ten days I was there. I enjoyed it so much I went back down in June, and then I went back down in July. And I want to try to go down for the Miami Homestead race in February. Wanted to try to do Daytona, but that's not going to be plausible. So instead, we're going to I think my son and I are going to go down for the uh, Miami Homestead race. That. But you know who has their work cut out for him this this winter is uh, Luke Krakowski. He's he's got his work cut out for him, and so does Taz. Because I don't know if they have uh, they've 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 told you, but uh, they are now the new promoters of the Nepro series. Yes, I heard that. We're gonna we were gonna talk about that, and we probably should let Luke talk about that. I know he's got a uh, yeah. So tell us about this whole new promoter promoter hat you're wearing, Luke and Taz. And, and Tom, you can chime in whenever you uh, see fit. I've talked well, enough. Let them have a turn. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a uh, it's a flat cart uh, series, stock heavy, stock light, clone three sixties. It's well supported. Got a really good, good, good group of racers. Good bunch of good bunch of teams. Um, really, really good. Uh, Really good racing, so we're we're looking forward to um, our first conversation. Is Ted and I are going to sit down with Tom, and we're just going to go over, um, you know, expected. You know, he's still going to be involved, just not not in the not in the foreground, and going to go over what's expected. And uh, we're going to hit the ground running, um, and and try to uh, continue the, you know, continue the um, the excellence in the series that that Tom has has promoted and built and. And uh, and done and um, you know just use that as a good foundation and maybe add some twists into it and uh, 
and who knows who knows what's going to happen. But we're uh, I, I'm excited. Uh, it's uh, it's it's definitely uh, a new challenge and a new experience. So I'll just add it to the list of things that I enjoy doing, and I and come uh, you know the racing season, I will get no sleep again. So <laughs> not a big deal. <laughs> sleep? You don't need any of that. Yeah, who needs sleep? Come on. Sleep's overrated. You know, you don't need any sleep. So how did that come about, Um, Well, I, I, Tom, Tom had kind of just said, hey, I'm, you know, I'm taking over the track here and, uh, you know, I'm looking for, looking for somebody to, uh, to take over the series and, uh, and he was like, I want you and, you know, I think you and Taz would be really good to, to handle it. And uh, that, that's that's really how it came about. So um, this year was a learning experience, just kind of observing and, and, and watching. And and then, like I said, we're just going to sit down and really uh, hammer things out this winter and uh, take the bull by the horns, as they say, and run with it. Yeah, they're they're gonna do a lot of the promotional stuff, uh, as in the advertising for it. Uh, they're also gonna they're also gonna take some of the headache of uh, the the show itself, um, dealing with the competitors during competition, which is always the fun part. That's, that's like the really fun part. Um, uh, I'm gonna keep my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, remember who you have to please there, bud. You gotta please the you gotta please the guys that are showing up. So. You have to, uh, you know, it's that's the that's the important thing is is the racers have to feel as though they've been heard, and at no instance can you can you make it look like you're you're just brushing somebody off, ever, because you can't just brush anybody off, and you have to, I you got to wear your Disney smile. That's what I call it. It's the Disney smile, and <laughs> it doesn't matter one. what they say. <laughs> No matter what they say, it can't get underneath your skin. Because racers, believe it or not, they can have a little bit of an attitude at times. So, no. Um, no. So, you know, just a little. Just a little. And, and, I, and I happen to be a racer. If you ask me about my, my, my opinion of racers, uh, I think they're all really good people until they put their helmet on. And then they turn into a bunch of jerks. And I'm included in that since I am a racer. When I put my helmet on, I turn into a totally different person as well. I'm not very level-headed, I'm not very patient, and I'm not extremely kind with a helmet on. So I don't know what that helmet does. I think it just wraps around your brain and makes it react differently. I'm not sure. But um, the NetPro uh, is going to remain an affiliate of the WCRS Wing Champ Racing Series, and it still will be my I, – I, ultimately, I'll be – responsible for the purses and the guaranteed purses. Uh, uh, Luke and Taz are going to be the ones that are going to take on the everyday headache of it for me. So, congratulations, guys. Oh. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, how, I mean, how how could I say <laughs> when you when you when you add everyday headache onto it? I mean, how can I possibly turn it down? I don't know. You might want to get that. You know, if you want to talk to. It might be you want to talk to Advil about sponsoring it. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Maybe Goody's headache powder. Who knows? Um, and obviously but you'll be looking. But this is a good kind of headache. All right, guys. Hey, listen. Um, 
I really enjoyed being on the program. I'm getting ready to head into PA right now. I know I'm going to lose cell tower service here in about three seconds. So, Chris, uh, it was really good getting on the show. Thanks for queuing me in. Luke, Taz, have a great night, okay? See you, Tom. You too. Thank you, Tom. See you later. You too. Be good. Stay safe. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, Mr. Tom Varon, the owner, promoter extraordinaire of Kroger Creek Raceway over here in uh, – well, what do they consider that? Uh, Esperance, Ephrata. I think it's te- I think it's like St. Johnsville. It's I technically okay. it's, it's, on, it's got St. Johnsville address, and it, it's called Fulton County's Action Attraction, which I thought St. Johnsville was uh, Montgomery, but somehow that part of St. Johnsville falls in Fulton Fulton County. So I guess it's one of those odd, weird things. Well, I mean, we live in this area, so everything is odd and weird. But, yeah, You're exactly. not wrong. Um, and listen, if you ask me, I'm always right. I'm never wrong. But, you know, I could be wrong, but seldom. So, <laughs> we got a couple of, um, Luke, before we let you go, because I know yeah. you got to get up early, so I don't want to keep you up too late. You need all that beauty sleep, you know, you you wearing a bunch of helmets now. Um, Twinkle. Oh, my goodness. And I've not seen any pose-down pictures recently either. Thank <laughs> God. Uh, and I, but I do, I will say this. I will say this. I missed my daily devotional post, so uh, can you please make sure you tag me in at least so okay. that I can see them. I will tag, yes, I will tag you. Because I, I honestly, no joke, I honestly look forward to those. Um. What is – you had some – I mean, Eric and Ava, they, they did tremendous – Aaron and Ava – did I say Eric? I meant Aaron and Sorry. Ava did tremendous this year. Um, tell tell us a little bit about their season, and then we'll let you go, and we're going to make our picks for uh, – We're gonna. I'm going to give my picks, I guess, for the final four, and who I think is going to win the Roval this weekend. Um, I, I don't – I don't I, – there's – so much I could say. I just, I, I'm just proud of them. They're, um, Aaron, uh, Aaron, Aaron had a bunch of wins. We, uh, we, um, no, no, I, I to, to preface this, I'll just real quick, I'll preface the class. It's a, it's a, and you know, to get everyone a bigger picture. So at, you know, at this current juncture, you know, we, I think we have kids and we have adults and they're all raised together. The class is, uh, you, know, you get a flat cart chassis. There's no lead. Um, it's a spec rim and tire. It's on a mower tire. The engine is a predator motor with, uh, a few modifications, uh, stock internals and, uh, um, side panels and we just send it. So, um, the level of competition, um, grew much closer over the course of the season. Um, but we, we weren't technically racing for points. Taz did a, did me a favor, a solid, cause I wanted to see, I knew everyone wanted to see where they stacked up. So he put the points together, um, and so as of Friday night, going into our double points last event, uh, Aaron was first in points by 14 points over Ava, um, which is uh, really incredible. Um, Ava, this is her first year racing against anyone other than her brother, and in a full field, and 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 the the drivers that we had in the class were were no slouch, you know, former big car drivers you know, street stock champions multiple times over at the Valley, you know, one of the drivers was, and, 
you know, you know, other guys had raced carts before or mowers and, you know, a lot, a lot of talent in the field. And, uh, and, um, so, um, it was, you know, they, it, I, I could say a lot about them. I just, I just, I'm just proud that they went out. They had fun. First and foremost, they had fun, good, you know, clean on the track. They were a joy off the track and, um, they, you know, they, they, they really helped, um, you know, with their infectious smile and more than more than a few people have come up and commented that, you know, a lot, you know, the big thing that they loved about the class is everyone come off the track with a smile on their face. And like Tom said, you know, we brought some, brought some fun back to the sport. So, um, yeah, we, we started out with six, six entries, my, my three kids and, uh, um, James Carroll is another, like another founding member. I can't thank him enough for what he's done. And he brought six up and then, so we uh, at the end of the year for our big 50 lap special we had uh, we had 11 entries in the for the 50 lapper so um, we almost doubled the class um, this year so um, yeah so I I, it, I I you know maybe maybe in another show I'll call in we can go over the the team but I, I'd rather focus on the class and the ra- uh, the racers as a whole um, because I'm really proud of all of them for going out there week in and week out and and believing in it and. Uh, really gaining some interest. Um, so I'm excited for next year. So it's not, it's not so much about my, my kids or what we've done. It's what everyone did as a whole. Um, and I, I just, I can't, I can't thank them enough. If you haven't, if you couldn't tell, and I'm really proud of all of them. They, they really, it was, it was a joy. It was a joy to, to be a part of. No, absolutely. And I said this earlier and I'm, I'm not one to blow smoke. I tell it the way it is. When I was out there, the beginning of September, I've seen, uh, I've seen everybody having a good time, and, and you said it a few minutes ago. Everybody come off the track, and they were just having a good time, and and that that's what uh, that's what matters. I mean, you said it earlier. If you're not having a good time, there's no point doing it. I mean, yeah, it's like if you don't enjoy your job, why do you go? Well, yeah. you have to, but you have to also enjoy, you know, you also have to enjoy what you do or you have to have fun at it. If you're not having fun. And I remember the one day and forgive me that the time I was there, the one of them, I forget who it was. It might've been Aaron. He just wasn't having fun. And you could just tell like he wasn't, he wasn't the Aaron that I I know and love. He would just tell he wasn't having fun. I don't know if it was if he wasn't feeling well. I know he said something about his allergies were bothering him. Yep. Uh, but I felt so bad for the young man because you could tell he was just he was just like oh I just part of him even just looked like he wanted to go home. Well, and Aaron's he's an interesting case because he's. He's just like his dad. He's his own worst critic. And, um, and, and, you know, when it comes to racing, especially, he's very, he's very much in tune with what he he wants and what he needs. And, um, you know, out in the track and, and with the, with the, with the machine and everything. And if it's not right, it's, um, it's frustrating for him, you know? So one of the biggest things is, is just to remind him, you know, he's still nine years old and he was 11. I just remind them that, you know, you know, we, we don't, we never should, we never want to accept failure. We'd never be okay with failure. Never be okay with things going right. But 
or not going right, I mean, but um, we don't look at it as a failure. We look at it as a learning experience. So, Absolutely. Um, um, but I, I you never, never tolerate, never tolerate failing, never be okay with failing, but don't view it as it defines you or it, it makes you who you are. It's just a learning experience. It's a stepping stone. So, but um, anyway, and, and just to answer your previous question really quick, um, about the plans for 2021 for the class. Um, I think we have a really good formula. Um, so we're just working on tweaking some minor things, um, a lot of safety, mostly safety stuff. So here we can shore up some of that. Um, and then uh, and we'll come out with our rule book here probably hopefully by the end of the month so that people can get to building for 2021. But um, I just I think we have a solid package. I think, um, you know, from talking with the racers and the guys in the class and, you know, they were um, – you know, they, uh, they all had a good time and they, they said it was great and they, they think it's, 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 you know, what we got going on is a good thing. So, um, for our crazy idea to, to blossom and to, to, you know, to, to take off like it did and gain the interest and the fan base that it's gaining and everything is just really beyond my wildest dreams, but you know, or anything I could have imagined going, going into this year. So I'm really, I'm really thankful. I'm really blessed. And again, you know, I really, you know, I, like Tom said, it's, it's designed to get the people out of the backyard track, give them an inexpensive place to race and uh, just go out, have some fun, eat some Oreos after. And then we have, you know, talk, you know, talk about how the race went, like, like all the racers do at the end of the, end of the night. So. Absolutely. Now here, I got a question for you. And we covered this probably last season and early this season, but let's do it one more time real quick. And then I promise I'll let you get your beauty sleep. Um, uh, no, in that case, you probably should have went to bed at like six. Um, I should have been in bed like twelve hours ago. You're getting old. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. older. I need all the help I can get. Yeah. Well, when you get my age, you let me know. Um, well, I mean, well, I mean, if you're Luke, you're Mister Mister Twinkle Toes. You can't stand still for five minutes. Uh, yeah. What does it uh, What does it cost <laughs> to get started in in the series? Like, if somebody wanted um, to put together a, a team, what would it what would it run? Um, we we figure that it would depend upon. I mean, if you have a chassis already, that that saves you a huge expense. But if you had to go out and you had to, you know, just buy a used chassis, doesn't have to be new, doesn't have to be anything fancy. You know, it really depends on what you would pick the chassis up for. But we figured you could get into the class, you know, starting from scratch to nothing, from nothing to to race ready. I, we would we would say for maybe like probably around like a thousand dollars depending upon what you got. If you know, if you have, if you have stuff already, that's a big help. If you have nothing and you buy stuff, you probably around probably like a thousand dollars, depending, give or take, depending upon how crazy you went, you went with some of the, you know, you bought really expensive rims or you, you, you know, buy a, an expensive clutch or something like that, but figure right around a grand. Um, that's, that's really, I mean, inexpensive as compared to other forms of other forms of racing that's you know that's relatively inexpensive i won't use the word cheap because nothing in in life is cheap especially Uh, racing nothing in racing is cheap no 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 but if you want if you want a close-knit family uh, i would say racing is your racing is your uh close knit family. One of the things that I seen in the in the pits when I was there that time was the uh 
people stepping up to help get things right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and one of the one of the folks that come to mind is David and Ashley Herrick. Uh, I think that's her name, is it not? Yep, yep. Um, they were pitted right next to you guys, and you know, he was over helping you. You were over helping him, and at the end of the day, you guys are. Uh, at the end of the day you need to uh, do that for one another because that's what the sport is built on. And it showed, right. just showed how uh, you know, how close a racing family is. And if you, you know, if, you, if you need to see that, then go to your local track once they open back up and, and you will see that for the most part. Everybody, people helping people, That's and that's exactly what it is. That's it. So anyway, I've, 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 I appreciate you guys being on. You guys got some stuff to wrap. I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, but I, I, one final thing. If anyone out there listening is interested just to check out what the class is about, if you go on Facebook and you search in the group, search for Heavy Tire Predator. It's a public group. Just ask to join, and we'll, we'll let you in, and uh, you can see what we got going on. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I will share that link on the race chat live page. And, uh, but as I was just informed by your, your better half, Mr. Clark Taylor, uh, better half. Oh boy. That's, well, a, that's you know. a plus. Well, I was going to say the bearded wonder, but um, I like that. Better. I would have, I would have, I would have taken that one a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> No, all right, Luke. I want to thank you very much. You just informed me we have like under fifteen minutes left before we're going to get kicked out. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so, but, but but I want to thank you for jumping in last minute, and uh, I shared some things with you earlier today, and I'll let you know how that's going, and maybe yep. um, I've got a couple of other ideas for maybe sponsorship for teams and and the series itself. So uh, I will. I very will, good. I will run that by you over the next couple of weeks. That sounds good to me. Well, hey, listen, you guys, great show as always. I really appreciate you having me on. And um, and uh, so anytime, anytime, last minute or not, just say, hey, Luke, you want to come on? More than more than willing to come on and talk to you guys. You guys do a great job. Awesome. Thank you very much, sir. You have a great night. Tell Dad I said hello. He just walked in the door, so I will. Tell him I said hello and I said my love. I will. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right, that was Luke Rikoski, the uh, promoter extraordinaire and the uh, bearded one's better half uh, on on a business front with the Heavy Tire Predator Series. Uh, Mr. Luke Rakowski, owner of Rakowski Family Racing, Rakowski Small Engine Repair down in Skihari. All right, so we got just under about 15 minutes left. I'm going to give you my final four real quick. I'm going to give you my pick to win the Roval. Uh, you said your pick earlier. You said it was going to be Chase Elliott. I'm going to go with Chase Elliott. I'm going to go with Chase Elliott to make the final four, along with Hamlin and uh, Hamlin and Harvick. And... Let me just, I, I, I haven't had a chance to, to look to see 
who I think the other four were because we were talking local dirt racing. And so I'm going to give you that in one second to who I think is going to be your final four. I said it. If Chase Elliott is your winner this weekend at the Roval, I'll be surprised if anybody else does it. And uh, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Bush. I'm going to I'm going to tell you that Bush is going to be your your other final four. Which uh, one? So you're going to have Kurt. I have no love for Kyle. Kyle is a blad ass. Um, I got no love for Kyle. Um, sorry, Mr. Caesar Sports. <laughs> no, I'm not sorry. I probably should have prefaced that with. He just got into North Kakalaki. So uh, he got into North Kakalaki a couple hours, about an hour ago. Uh, Chris said, great show, guys. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Um, I'm going to go with Kurt Busch. I think that, uh, I think that he has found his I think that he has found his mojo. And here's what I think is interesting and I don't know if I follow his transport driver. Uh Hauler Scott is what he goes by on Facebook and I love to see his pictures every weekend from the track. And it's nice that this weekend's race is home. It's a home race for them. Uh so they don't have to go very far. Maybe 12 miles to the track. But again, I think your playoff, your, your final four is going to be Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, Kurt Busch, and Chase Elliott. And I think your cup champion is going to be the person that it is eluding him, and that's going to be Mr. Denny Hamlin. I think Denny Hamlin is going to be your 2020 COVID champ. That is all I've got. Any any luck on any any idea on Timmy Dwyer how he's doing him with the Morty Music Machine? Uh, um, uh, let me see, cause um, well, it looks like we're in the last chance showdowns for the Sportsman. I am currently trying to look it up. Um. Got race. I got my race monitor here, and it's just a matter of. Let me tell you, they had eight heat races, and it might be a little challenging to figure out which one he is. But I, as far as I know of, I thought he was one of the first few, but I could be wrong. Um, actually, he was in heat four. Um, it looks like he either got. Involved in a record and a mechanical failure because he only completed two of the eight laps in his heat. Um, so I don't know. What, I'm not sure what happened there. Um, looks like he'll try to get through last chance uh, qualifier if that if he can get out for it. Um, I know Stuart Friesen's running the 358s and the big blocks. Um, he's running the 1Z and the 358. Um, Jess and Sue are running the big blocks in their usual numbers. Um, Stu picked up the win in his, in his heat for the 358s um, for the big block super dirt car series. Um, 
Let's see here what we got. He, they were not there. Jess was seventh, and I believe they took three or four from the heat races. Um, Stu won his heat. So Stuart made the redraw and qualified, and I believe Jess will have to go through a last-chance qualifier. So Stuart, Stuart's pulling double duty. He'll be exhausted, but um, Jess is going to be going through the last-chance qualifier for the big block Super Dirt Car Series. Very interesting. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I have had a blast tonight. Um, I have had a blast. I can't wait to do this again next week. Uh, hopefully next week Chris will be able to join us. We may have to do this. Uh, we might have to do this ahead of time, which I'm not quite sure how we could do that, but we might have to do this show ahead of time and just upload it because of the uh, big race next week. But oh, we yeah. Will, we will, we will, We're we will definitely at look so at that. Looking at so far 60 modifieds to com- to try to complete of at least 40 to go for the 200. So uh, I'll have that monster of an entry list when we get to doing that. All right. Well, I want to say have a good night, guys. I have had a blast. I want to thank Luke Rakowski, uh from Rakowski Family Racing and the Heavy Tiger Predator Series. Thank Tom Varon for joining us impromptu as well. Um, from Caroga Creek Raceway Park in St. Johnsville and of course Taz and I uh, want to thank Miss Lee and, and uh, CJ Sports and of course Chris for Chris Creighton for uh, the behind the scenes work he does as well and uh, just appreciate everybody's uh, just appreciate everybody's support And until next week, well, be good to everybody and uh, try not to get the Rona. Good night, everybody. Good night. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.